I will apologize in advance for the length of this post. I've only told this story to a handful of people. It's something I think about regularly and have wanted to share for just under a decade. Every summer, my grandparents would go on a cruise. They had both worked incredibly hard their entire lives and in retirement would treat themselves to a couple holidays a year. They had a lovely home that I spent every Saturday night at as a child. Every summer, when they went on their cruise, they would ask me to stay and look after the dog. I loved it. I was in my early 20s and still lived at home with my parents. This was a chance for a bit of independence and to have the house to myself. I'd done it for a few years up until this point, and instead of throwing parties with my friends, which I'd previously done, I was looking forward to spending some time with my girlfriend and chilling out. My grandparents filled the fridge with my favorite foods, always left me a bit of spending money, and my granddad would always leave me a crate of beer in the garage. (laughs) Awesome. The first night, me and my then-girlfriend didn't do anything special. We loved the freedom, and loved that we were going to get to spend a full two weeks together by ourselves. We watched a movie, and decided we were going to bed. While she was in the bathroom, all the power cut in the house. Nothing out of the ordinary. I went to the kitchen, found the switchboard, and boom, there was light. We got in bed and put the telly on. I used to not be able to sleep without the TV on, I'll explain more later, and went to sleep. I remember waking up, and there was screaming coming from the TV. I looked at the dressing table clock and saw that the time was 3.33. Incredibly cliche, I know, but true. I immediately laughed it off and dozed back to sleep. The next day, we both went to work and both returned to my grandparents' house early in the evening. We chilled out doing what young couples do, and decided it was time to go to bed. Before I went to bed, though, I would always let Bonnie out, my grandparents' beautiful dog, to go and do her business in the back garden. My grandparents' back door led into a conservatory, which then led onto the patio, which then led into the back garden. I unlocked the back door, turned on the lights to the conservatory and patio, and moved toward the conservatory door. Bonnie didn't move from the back door. After a bit of convincing with rich tea biscuits... I managed to convince her to the conservatory. There was no way I wasn't letting her out and having to scrape up dog poop the following morning. I unlocked the conservatory door onto the patio, and before I had a chance to fully open the door, there was a large thud that came from the conservatory window on my right. I stood frozen for what felt like an hour. I calmly closed the door and stood in shock, wondering what it could be. I wasn't scared at this point, just incredibly startled. I looked down at Bonnie, who was staring up at me, and decided it would be fine if she did her business in the house that night. I went to bed with my heart still pounding, but didn't mention it to my girlfriend. I awoke again the next night with someone on the television screaming at 3.33. The next day was my day off from work. My girlfriend was working, though. I had the house to myself, I had nothing special planned, I was just going to chill out and play some PlayStation. I'd pretty much shrugged off the thud ordeal in the conservatory from the night before. Bonnie hadn't left any presents for me, but she did run the fastest I've ever seen her run out the back garden when I opened the doors that morning. 
I couldn't stop thinking about being woken up at 3.33 for two consecutive nights. I wondered what the consequences of it happening three times might be. (laughs) I laughed it off, and tried to enjoy the rest of my day off. It was mid-afternoon when I received a phone call from my girlfriend telling me that her car had broken down while at work. This was a huge bummer, because we lived over 70 miles apart and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to see her for a while until it was fixed. She apologized that she wouldn't be able to stay with me while I was dog-sitting, but I told her not to be daft and that we'd see each other again soon. That afternoon, I went for a shower. I was just lathering myself up when I heard the phone ring. I let it ring, knowing that if it was important, it would go to the answering machine and I could ring them back. The ringing stopped and then immediately began once again. I thought that it must be important, so I ran out of the shower, suds and all, to grab the phone. When I answered, no one was there. Just silence. No dial tone. Someone was on the line, but not talking. I must have said hello a dozen times before the line cut dead, and the second it did, the doorbell rang. Now... I was in a precarious position. I'd ran out of the shower full-blown naked to answer the door and not taken a towel with me. The phone I'd answered was in the kitchen, and the front door was at the end of the hallway on my right. I sheepishly stuck my head around the corner towards the front door to see who it was. There was no one there. Only a couple seconds had passed by, but whoever had rang the doorbell had already gone. I wasn't scared or concerned as it was broad daylight. I got back in the shower and, within a minute, the phone and the doorbell were ringing at the same time. I immediately got out of the shower, wrapped myself up in a towel, and headed for the door. No one was there. The phone had stopped ringing the second I left the shower. I carried on with the rest of my day and night and didn't wake up at all, much to my relief. The next day... I was in the living room watching television. I was sat in my granddad's electric reclining chair. It was a comfy beast. It was placed in the far left corner of the living room, with the TV to the far right. On the left of the chair was the window looking out towards the street. The window was huge. It was actually three separate windows with the beautiful pattern running through all three. While I was watching television, the doorbell rang. This was quite strange, as my grandparents lived in the corner of a cul-de-sac, and if anyone had driven or walked to the door, I would have seen them. I didn't think much of it, as I must have been engrossed in whatever rubbish I had been watching. Bonnie was up on all fours in the hallway staring at the door. I thought, maybe it was my auntie making sure that I'd not burned the house down. When I got to the door, no one was there. Again. Now, I was becoming a little bit more distressed, and being by myself was making it worse, and I thought that maybe it was burglars scoping the place out to see if anyone was home. That night, just before bed, I went to let Bonnie out. I opened the back door, turned on the lights to the conservatory and patio, and opened the conservatory door. To my horror, on the patio was a mangled bird. It had no head and the left side of its body had been torn off by something. What shocked me the most was that it was still walking about. 
I didn't know what to do, so I rang my girlfriend. I was explaining to her what I had seen, and when I looked on the patio, the bird was gone. I went outside to check to see if I could find it, but it had buggered off like it was never even there. I decided that Bonnie could do her business in the house again if she must. At this point, it was all becoming a little too much for me. I spoke to my auntie and asked if my cousin and his girlfriend wanted to dog sit instead. I explained that my girlfriend couldn't stay anymore anyways, and that they'd probably appreciate the time alone. They, obviously, jumped at the chance. Cowardice. I know. That night, I went home and thought it would all be over now. I was wrong. Dead wrong. A few days after I'd gotten back into my comfort zone and was just sat watching TV in my bedroom, when out of nowhere there were two loud strums on my acoustic guitar. I sat there in disbelief for a moment, but then decided that I'd had enough. I asked whoever did it to do it again. The hairs on my arm rose with anticipation and fear. I asked multiple times, but nothing. I decided that it was probably best I went downstairs where my sister and mom were. As I went downstairs, I heard the guitar fall over. I couldn't bring myself to tell them what had happened for fear of them thinking I was nuts. Another few days had gone by, and at this point, I was exhausted. Even though nothing serious had happened and I not seen anything, I felt like I was going crazy. I decided that it's probably best that I had an early night. I put the television on for background noise and faced the wall. Within seconds, I heard my television shut off followed by heavy breathing. I laid there with my eyes shut, terrified, as I heard the breathing get closer. It was deliberate and calculated. Each step it got closer, the louder the breathing got. I was frozen in fright. As it approached the bed, I could feel it breathing on the back of my head. Every hair on my body stood up as I could feel whatever it was lurking over my body. A few agonizing silent seconds passed, followed by a gigantic roar in my ear. I jumped to my feet from a laid-down position, something that I don't think I'll ever be able to do again. I stood there, breathless and pouring in sweat. I was absolutely terrified. I looked at my clock and saw that it was 2.15 in the morning, and I'd gone to sleep around 9-ish. What felt like seconds had actually been hours. Scared to go back to sleep, I tiptoed downstairs not to wake anyone, but to my surprise, all the lights were on. I walked into the living room, and my mom was awake having a cigarette. I asked what she was doing up so late, and she explained to me that she'd just had a horrible dream, in which me, my sister, her, and my stepdad all awoke in the middle of the night because things were floating around the house. We'd all gained telekinetic powers and could control anything within the house. I laughed along as she explained the ludicrous dream until she got to the end. At the end of the dream, we were all downstairs dumbfounded as to what was going on around us, and then we all heard a terrifying roar come from upstairs. We crept up as a family up the stairs, following the sound from above. As we got to the top, it was apparent that the sounds were coming from my room. We went in together, and all gasped as we saw a demonic hand open the hatch to the attic. That's when she woke up and the dream ended. I didn't share my dream. 
Later that morning, I became so tired that I couldn't resist sleep any longer and went back to bed, looking at the hatch that leads to the attic. I dreamt that something was trying to pull me out of my bed, and when I awoke the next morning, my right foot was covered in scratches. The events had really began to take a toll on my mental well-being. I didn't sleep, and I didn't want to be left alone. I dreaded coming home from work, but over another few days, without incident, I was starting to feel a bit better and less like I was nuts. I was at home with my mom playing some PlayStation in my room when my mom asked if I wanted anything from the shop. I told her I was fine and didn't think anything of it when she left. The second she left, there was a loud bang that came from her room. At this point, I'd had enough. Just like when my guitar had played, I encouraged it to do it again. This time, it immediately responded with two large bangs. I rose up from my chair and walked onto the landing where all the bedrooms met. I stood there staring intently into my mother's bedroom, and it was pitch black. I asked it to do it again, but this time there was nothing. I walked into her room and turned on her lights to see books laid out across the floor. Obviously the cause of the noises I'd heard, and I stood in the middle of the room and dared them to do it again. A madman talking to himself in his parents' bedroom. Nothing. I'd had my fill of whatever had been happening to me, and decided that enough was enough. I told them exactly what I thought of them, using every expletive that I could think of, some manic, crazed lunatic screaming at the abyss and telling them to screw off. A few minutes later, my mom came back from the shop. I went downstairs and explained everything that I'd gone through over the last couple of weeks. She patiently listened to me, and it felt great to get this nightmarish burden off my chest. When I finished, she told me that her, my stepdad, and sister have always feared my bedroom, and that it's always made them uneasy to enter when I'm not there. She also told me a story where, while I was at my grandparents, her and my stepdad had had an argument, so my dad had decided to sleep in my bed, but he hurriedly ran back to their room as something had pushed him while he was trying to sleep. She also told me that the reason I slept with the TV on is when I was a child, my actual dad had passed away, and my granddad told me that my dad would come visit me while I was sleeping. Instead of this being comforting, though, it terrified me so I could never sleep in the dark. Since that day, I've never had any more experiences. I still regularly visit my grandparents at their home, as they're still going strong in their 80s, and I check back in just as much with the Parentos. My room is exactly the same as when I left it. No one dares enter it when I'm not there. I was surprised that when I moved out years ago, my sister never took it, because her bedroom was tiny, but the unnerving presence toward it was too much for her. I know this was long, really long, and I truly appreciate you for reading it. I've wanted to tell people this story for years, but was worried what people might think. Has anyone else ever had a one-off experience like this? Was it all just a series of strange events strung together, or was it something more menacing? I lived it, and I have no bloody idea. Anyways, thanks again, and take care.
This story dates back to when I was a little kid. I lived in a very old house that was just outside of Detroit. To my knowledge, this house didn't have any haunted history with previous owners, so it's really weird when this happened to me. I was around five years old when this happened to me. What I'm about to say is 100% true. I have my doubts on if this was a dream or a nightmare, but this felt so real that it couldn't have been one of those. It was around 3.30 in the morning. I was out like a light when suddenly, I hear the voice of my dad. In a very calm tone, he told me, Hey buddy, it's time to wake up for school. Me, being the kid I was, thought it was actually my dad saying that. So, I got out of bed, got changed, and started to head towards the hall next to my bedroom. Let me remind you of something. In my old bedroom... There are no windows for some odd reason, so I couldn't really tell if it was night or day. As I walk out into the hallway, it is pitch black and the only light I can see is the light coming from the full moon outside shining into the hallway. Me, being the stupid kid I was, decided to walk down the hallway and head into the living room. Now, just to give you the visual of the living room, when you walk down the hallway from my room... The first thing you see is a big window right in front of you, on the opposite side of the room. Then, to the right of the window, there is a lazy boy rocking chair in the corner. Then there is a couch right next to the chair. When I walk down the hallway into the living room, the room is fully lit up by the moon outside, and with this light I can see that my dad is sitting in the chair. I try to call out to him, Hey, Dad? Dad? Why did you wake me up? It's still nighttime. No response. I tried calling out again. Dad, answer me. No response. I was getting really mad at this point, so I started heading back to my room. As I turned around to start heading back, I hear one of the most terrifying things I will ever hear in my life. It sounded like a beast was trying to yell at me to stop. As I hear this, I stop shaking in fear as I turn around to see what my dad wanted. As I turn, I see this tall black figure just hovering over me. I was solid, like a stone statue, trying not to make any noise to get this creature's attention. Then, in my right ear, I hear a calming voice say, Run. I bolted towards my room, locking the door right behind me, and hiding underneath the bedsheets until it was morning. I told my parents about what happened that night, and they don't believe me. They just told me that it was a bad dream, and that I shouldn't be worrying so much about it. It wasn't until the same morning I would find three long claw scratch marks going from the back of my neck to the lower part of my back. When I showed my parents, they finally believed that it wasn't just a bad dream. They called a priest to have him bless the house, and nothing even ghostly related has ever happened in that house again. A few years later, we had to move out of the house due to the size of the house. We would end up with a house that had two stories. To this day, I have no idea what I saw or what I encountered that night. One thing's for sure, I've believed in the paranormal since that night. Long story short, 
I'm a custodian for a school district. I'm going on three years, and every school has been haunted. The first time I was at a high school, as a custodian, your duty is to first and foremost secure the site. I wanted to emphasize this as it's important to the story. Every new custodian develops an OCD, so to speak of. Checking their doors, due to the fact that you can lose your job before you pass probation. It was a long weekend. I was still a noob, and everything was closed on my assignment except this window on the second floor. I was responsible for the top. It was night, by the way. I couldn't find the window, and it turned out to be a back room in a classroom window. I would always check my doors. One of the doors was left open perfectly, like perfectly straight. Humans just swing and throw stuff around, and no one was around me. I know I didn't leave the doors open, especially because my job depends on it, but we'll let that go. I was at an elementary school, working in the office with my earphones on, and I'm the only person on the site. I'm cleaning a restroom, have my music on, and I hear a thud at the other end of the office. I take my earphones off, go to investigate. Nothing fell, nothing dropped. Again, I was the only person on campus. The second story of said elementary school, after you dump trash into a rolling trash can, you just toss them. No one cares about them. No one strategically puts trash cans anywhere, they're just trash cans. I dumped the trash and threw all the trash cans in the hallway. I went into a room, came out, and I swear, the trash cans were lined up parallel, in a perfect line, the exact distance away from each other I noticed. I got freaked out because no one else was there, and I would never put the trash cans that perfect. It was so weird. Not too long after, I'm studying on that same second floor on lunch for classes that I'm taking. I hear a doorknob rattle in the next room. I thought a supervisor was coming to check on me, and they do that randomly once a month, but no one was in the hallway. What's unsettling is that I, for sure, was the only person on campus. I secure the site every time. Last experience, and most recent, I was talking at a friend's house, and as we were having a conversation, his doorknob started to rattle. I looked at the doorknob, back at each other, and just continued the conversation and laughed. I can't make this up. I put everything I said on me, but schools are all haunted. Hey there, friends. I hope you guys enjoyed this fantastic little collection of paranormal stories. I know one story was much longer than the other two, but all three of them were really, really good. So, again, I hope you guys enjoyed them, and if you did, please hit that like button, and also consider joining the Nevermore. To do so, just hit that subscribe button, bell icon next to it, that makes you part of the Nevermore. Also, you can follow me on social media platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Reddit, Instagram, all that stuff, like I said. Um, or support the channel through Patreon or Coffee. All of this optional and every bit of it greatly appreciated. I hope you all have a beautiful Monday and I hope you're all doing well. And I know that I will see you on the next video. Hopefully by then I'm feeling better, maybe. Probably not. We'll see. Anyway, love you guys. See you on the next video. But until then...
sleep well.